it was completely new and it totally flopped the first time. So I had, I think like 10 people sign up. Um, but at that point I hadn't really built up my email list and I hadn't really even run very much in terms of Facebook ads. So I'm glad that I kind of started out, um, a little bit slower, but I've definitely gotten better over time and realized that it's really a lot about the relationships. You're listening to the Unstoppable Business Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lee. All right. So today we have joined with us is Elle McCann. She's the owner and designer of Curious Themes Web Development Studio. She creates online classes that cover how to launch and grow Shopify stores quickly. And she's also been listed as a Shopify expert for over six years now and has helped 150 plus clients get their store online or redesigned. Elle, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. Absolutely. So at the very beginning of your journey, where exactly were you at? Yeah, so I never actually really intended to do online courses. Um, my plan was always to work one-on-one -on -one with clients and I got to where I was starting to record kind of tutorial videos for clients on how to update certain things about their site. I just found that it was easier for me to record a video tutorial than it was to actually type it out of uh, instructions. And so I started kind of just putting them up on YouTube and giving the links to clients. And then before I knew it, I started getting a lot more people watching the videos on YouTube and it kind of progressed from there. Mm. Wow. Okay. So it started out with like little tutorials first, huh? Yeah. So the tutorials were mainly on uh, some marketing aspects like how to create a, an email campaign in MailChimp or how to update a Shopify app. Um, and so they were really focused on kind of the, the step by step. Um, and I found a lot of people were kind of needing that for Shopify um, of actually kind of seeing the process, a lot of people, especially with Shopify, are DIYing it themselves. And we're needing just a little bit more kind of hand-holding kind of throughout the process and, and didn't necessarily need a, a full custom site design like I was offering for my clients at the time. Mm, gotcha. So uh, in the beginning, it seemed like you developed your expertise around Shopify. What was the inspiration for that? So in school, so I actually have a bachelor's degree in web development and I learned WordPress and kind of did that through school, but I actually first started, I came out of school and was very into paper design. So I actually created my own wedding invitation company and I had built out the site on WordPress using WooCommerce and was just really not happy with the, the e-commerce capabilities. So I started looking around and found Shopify and this was like, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago. Um, wow. And yeah. I found Shopify and I really liked it and built it out for my store. And then I went to a couple of different kind of industry events and was talking about Shopify there and started sites for other paper designers on Shopify and it really kind of snowballed from there. So even though my degree was in web development, I wasn't necessarily intending to uh, make that my full focus right out of the gate out of college, but it kind of worked out that way. I feel like even 10 years ago, Shopify was kind of the leading platform and was doing things that people weren't even doing then. 
and they continue the, the trend. So they're always kind of on the, the forefront there. Mm, I see. Okay. So you were, you started coaching people. You started uh, giving tutorials out about Shopify and did that work out immediately? Did you see a, a ton of demand off the bat? It was definitely a slow process in terms of actually building up people to, to follow me. And I think part of that was for me and my skill set. So I was putting out videos on YouTube where I was just recording my screen and taking people through the process. And I would get, you know, a lot of views and people would comment that this was helpful. However, I didn't have the best uh, audio. I didn't ever show myself on screen. So as I slowly started to kind of up my game there and get better with the actual YouTube videos, then I started seeing a lot more demand for people wanting a full step-by-step -step process. Because my YouTube videos were just walking people through one specific app or one specific functionality with Shopify. And I started to get a lot of requests for how do I start from the very beginning and set up my Shopify store. Mm, I see. So you kind of answered those requests and eventually did that turn into a course? Yeah, exactly. So it, people were wanting to see, you know, okay, I've signed up for a Shopify store. Where do I go from there? And that was where I first started creating my, my first kind of flagship course, Shopify in a weekend. Mm, that's awesome. What would you say Elle, was like the, the most difficult thing, the most challenging thing that you had to go through when you first started this business? I would say, and it's something that I'm still kind of dealing with now. The biggest issue is with that I'm creating content based off of platforms and the platforms are changing a lot. So they're either going through a completely redesigned site um, or the functionality is changing of the platform. And so I'm having to re-record courses more or different videos in courses uh, very regularly just to keep up with the different platforms because in my course videos I'm going over you know not only Shopify but also MailChimp um, going through like Facebook setting up Facebook ads and they're always changing things so trying to keep things constant and updated with the platform has always kind of been a, a struggle for me mm, I see and what really helped you along that like how did you sort of face that challenge and uh, did you like have mentors? Did you have masterminds, um, certain communities that you were a part of that sort of helped you along the way? Yeah, so I've been a part of a couple of masterminds, but I think honestly for me, it was just scheduling in a review day. So every month at typically the, the last week of the month, I have a review day where I actually go through and I, you know, check the platforms, I check my courses make sure that there's not any new functionality that I need to record videos or update videos based on um, and just kind of go through my course. That way I can make sure it's always the most up-to-date version. And I think that review day has been really helpful for me to, to make sure that everything is, you know, what I'm putting out looks really nice and it's updated. And it also helps a lot with customer support, having the newest version of the, the platform recorded. Mm, awesome. So L, how did the launch of your first flagship program look like? Was it like scary for you to do that? Um, you know, like it was a completely new field, right? Yeah, it was completely new and it totally flopped the first time. So I had, I think like 10 people sign up. Um, but at that point I hadn't really built up 
my email list and I hadn't really even run very much in terms of Facebook ads. So I'm glad that I kind of started out um, a little bit slower, but I've definitely gotten better over time and realized that it's really a lot about the relationships. I think with, at least for me, with paid advertising, I'm finding that there's so much competition and it's really the fact that people know, like, and trust you. So a majority of the people that purchase my courses have already found me somewhere else online, particularly mainly YouTube and are familiar with my teaching style first. And then they want to, you know, purchase a course and, and learn more from me. Mm, gotcha. So initially you had 10 signups and was this from uh, organic traffic? This was like straight from your YouTube. It was from YouTube and I think I had a list of like 500 student or email subscribers at the time. And so it was from both of those. Mm, gotcha. Okay. And meanwhile, all this was happening. You still have a Shopify store, right? While you're growing this business. Yeah. So I have a few Shopify stores. I'm always kind of testing things out, changing up the stores. Um, and then I also still was taking on full-time uh, client work as well. So it's always been kind of uh, a nice balance and I'm trying to, to hit between. Gotcha. And uh, while all this is happening, you're doing this juggling act between these businesses. Um, did you also have a job or at what point did you sort of transition out of a, a job? So I haven't had a corporate job in about 10 years. So I had already transitioned Amazing. to fully doing just one-on-one -on -one client work. So at that point, it kind of felt like though, you know, instead of having one boss, I had five bosses per month. <laughs> um, so it was still a little challenging. So I found for me, again, just kind of time blocking and I'm a, a extreme early morning person. So, and I do the, the best work uh, in the morning hours. So I find that doing work from like 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on just my business every single morning, Monday through Friday, is really helpful because then I can have that constant thing, you know, things are always being worked on in my business. And then now after, you know, 9 p.m. is when I work on client work. Um, so that way it's, everything is kind of still moving forward and I'm still getting to prioritize my things. That's awesome. So can you kind of walk us through um, how that morning schedule looks like for you? Yeah, so I typically get up around, uh, I guess, around 4.30 or 5, and I have my own kind of morning routine that I go through of meditating and journaling, and uh, I'm a big breakfast person, so I always make myself a big breakfast and, and take care of my dogs, mm. and then I start work mm. around 6, and I've already made my list of things that I wanted to do the day before, and so I just start going through the list. So actually, right now, I'm in the process of re-recording different intros for my course videos. So I've already recorded those typically later in the evening hours. And then I start kind of editing them in the morning and creating new worksheets to go along with those. So that's kind of what's been on my task list this week to be working on in the morning hours. And then like actually in my email signature, I say that I don't even start work till 9am and kind of right at the, the 9am mark, I'll switch over to client work and that's when I'll start having calls or I'm programming things on client sites. That's amazing. So Elle, it seems like your approach is very, very strategic. Uh, it's very, very planned. Would you say you were always this way? I've always been a pretty 
organized person, but I found pretty early on that if I didn't set aside time to actually work on my business and my goals, I would never work on them because I would have all these clients that would need work done on their sites, or I'd be tempted to take on additional client work, which was, you know, instant money where I'm having to work on something that's more of a long con like the courses. And so I found that if I didn't schedule it, it would constantly just be put off. And I would just tell myself I would do that tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And so having that structured time in my schedule was the only way that I actually started making progress to get things done. Mm, Amazing. And was it like an inspiration from a book or some sort of educational resource that allowed you to sort of think in that mindset? I think a lot of the, um, I've gone through Marie Forleo's B-School program before, and I think that kind of helped me a lot in just figuring out one of the things that she says is it's not real if it's not scheduled. And I think that kind of helped put me in the mindset of I really need to set aside the time to work on the things that I want to work on. Otherwise, my goals are always just going to get put on the back burner. Mm, Gotcha. And so, Elle, I want to go back to your flagship course. So you said uh, initially it was sort of like, it sort of tanked, like when you first had your course out. Um, But eventually it started to work, right? Can you kind of walk us through that process of like the iterations and what you did to make it work? Yeah, I think for me, so I have re-recorded that course a few times based on uh, the actual platform changing and wanting to go throughout a different format. Um, but I think for me, the, where it really started taking off was whenever I started really just building up my YouTube audience, as well as building up my email audience as well. And I have started investing in paid advertising that's ongoing. So my courses are both evergreen. And so just having a constant kind of funnel system that people are going through, whether they come from YouTube or they, they come to my website through a paid ad, they're always kind of going through a specific pathway to get them to, you know, some free content first and then pitching the the course after. Mm, gotcha. And so today, um, it seems like those are like the operations that you have. Uh, would you say that you're still doing private client work or is it mainly the courses now? Yeah, I still take on one or two client projects a month and I have uh, two retainer clients. And these are people that the retainer clients I've worked with for years and have built up a, a great personal relationship with them. And then the one-on-one client work is mainly projects that are really different, really inspiring, and I'm excited to work on. Uh, but other than that, my main focus in my business now is definitely more on YouTube and my course creation and fulfillment process. Mm, I see. So Elle, if you could go back 10 years and talk to your younger self and sort of give yourself advice, what would that advice be? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say probably to not be scared of paid advertising. I always kind of have had a hard time spending money on paid ads because I wanted to make sure everything was absolutely perfect first and do all that, which of course takes a ton of time before doing paid ads. And so I think I would have told myself, okay, you know, if this is 75% good, just start putting it out there and then you can start making edits. Um, Once you get it out there, I definitely was Mm -hmm. waiting till I was like a hundred percent happy with everything before I even put it out there. Mm, 
That's, that's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some exciting things that you're working on today? So as I mentioned, I'm re-recording, um, I'm actually re-recording all of my courses. I had made a time audit of everything and there's 105 videos that I've been working through re-recording, but I'm doing it in wow. a way so that mm -hmm. it's the same exact e-commerce store. So I'm building a new e-commerce store from scratch and my Shopify in a weekend course actually shows you how to set up your Shopify store, but then my traffic blueprint course shows you how to actually you know, market it. And so Originally, it was for two different businesses that you would see, and I feel like there's a lot of value in seeing the same exact store, same products through the entire process of not only how do I set this up, but how am I reaching out to influencers? How am I running Facebook ads or Pinterest ads for this specific product that you already saw me set up? Um, so I'm going through that process now. It, it definitely is going to take uh, a while to get through all of those 105 videos, but I think it'll definitely. be a really nice streamlined system then. Oh, that's awesome. So L, what's your vision for five to 10 years from now for you, yourself, you know, your business? Yeah, so I would love to, uh, I'm very passionate about e-commerce. So I would love to still have, you know, my e-commerce stores, my courses and YouTube. I probably will stop doing client work probably later on this year. Uh, but I would love to create more courses kind of showing people how I did what I did. So not only just the course creation, but also I was, you know, very successfully freelancing for years before I even started creating courses. So just showing people how to go throughout that process of even just getting your first freelance client so that you can start creating your own business as well. Mm. Okay. So Elle, if you can, if there's someone out there listening right now, um, who wants to follow in your footsteps and you can sort of give them advice in one to two words, what would those words be? I would say just get started. Uh, as I was saying okay. before of waiting for 100% uh, for putting something out there, I think it's more valuable now to get actually get something out there and then learn from your customers, learn from mistakes, and you can constantly just improve upon it. But don't just kind of be waiting till you're 100% happy with something to launch it. Mm, I see. So the highest impact activities for that person would be to just start. Just start, even yeah. if you're at 50%, 70%, right? Yeah, and I think a lot of times when you're putting something out into the world for the first time, it's just really scary because you feel like everyone's looking and you're going to be judged on this. But I think people are very understanding that it's a process. And especially if you kind of share more of your story and you're transparent with people, then I think people appreciate that they're being able to come along on the ride with you and see how the course evolves and how you evolve um, and they're, they're wanting to follow you on your journey. Definitely. And it seems like you were pretty successful with growing your following. Would you say that, uh, there's some reasonable expectations like, um, before you can monetize such an audience, like, you know, maybe a couple of years before you can think about, you know, turning that, that list or that audience into something that pays you like a course. Uh, I don't know. I've seen some people kind of start very quickly. I think I took a little bit longer than others, but I think it all kind of goes down to your mindset. And if you really set aside the time to build it out and you have a great entrepreneurial mindset and you know that you've got to, you know, put it out there, put some 
know, paid advertising behind it to really start building it up, I think you can launch even quicker. And, and I kind of see that a lot on YouTube of some people will get, you know, a million subscribers in a couple months, while others it may take longer. And so I think it really just boils down to your work ethic and honestly kind of your why. If you have a, a great why behind why you're doing something, then you're a lot more motivated. Uh, it wasn't always easy for me to wake up at, at 5 a.m., but knowing that I was working specifically on these goals that I was trying to accomplish for my family and for our bigger kind of family goals, it definitely kind of gave me the, the motivation to constantly keep working. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, Elle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so is there anything else that you want to share with our audience out there listening? So I would say one more tip for me. I also got really into which platform to use for my e-commerce courses. Um, and I was constantly kind of changing between where to host the course videos and was thinking that you know this one would make a better customer experience than that one. And I really kind of found that it really doesn't matter as much as long as your content's really great. It doesn't matter the design of your course platform or the workflow of it all, as long as it, it's a nice path for the viewer, I think it'll be perfectly fine. Didn't have time to take notes? Well, get your free cheat sheet for this episode at unstoppablebusiness.com forward slash podcast.